Hi, this is Greg Kilstrom. Welcome to the Agile World Podcast, where we discuss customer experience, employee experience, and transformation in an agile age. The Agile World Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to techsystems.com. To read more about the topics discussed on this show, you can go to my website at theagile.world and read my latest articles or get a copy of my latest book, The Center of Experience, a blueprint for creating an experience-led organization, now available on Amazon and other retailers. My name is Greg Kilstrom, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of CareerGig and the host of the Agile World podcast. I'm excited to introduce part one of a special three-part series about how the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted ways of working and how enterprises are leveraging cloud technologies to build resiliency, brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. Today, we're going to talk about connectivity and collaboration in the cloud and discuss how leading organizations have leveraged virtual environments to improve ways of working. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome the Director of Learning Solutions at Tech Systems, Leslie Deutsch. First, uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about your background and what you do at Tech Systems? Sure. Thanks, Greg. And thank you for having me here today. Um, So a little bit more about me. Um, Like you said, I lead our learning solutions practice, have been in the learning and development space for over 20 years, working with a variety of customers across different industries, you really focus on assisting them with their upskilling and skill development programs. I am based out of Rochester, New York with my husband and two kids, and I'm really excited to connect today about how organizations are adapting to fully virtual and remote teams. Great. Well, let's get started and and start by talking about a topic that seems to have gained even more traction during the pandemic, which is digital transformation. When we talk about digital transformation or becoming a digitally enabled organization, what does that mean to you? Sure. So to me, it is the use of new and emerging digital technology to interact with your customer, to expand business or improve the way of work. Uh, If I think of a couple personal examples of orgs that are digitally enabled, um, if you look at the banking industry, they have transformed processes that were manual or non-digital to online or automated processes. And as a consumer, I now receive and pay all my bills online as they have gone paperless and digital. Um, another example in the retail space. I um, mean, you look at all the major box chain stores that have moved to online shopping and delivery, which meant those companies being online created new channels to provide increased value to their customer and additional services. You know that Amazon truck? at my house daily. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I went to a mall or shopping center. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, no, that, thanks for that that definition there. Um, and, you know, we're, we're certainly all becoming more adept at using virtual tools and that are a product of that that digital transformation that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So let's let's discuss a bit about these cloud related technologies and and the new world of remote work. Um, How has the cloud contributed to increased collaboration for organizations? And have you found that it has uh, improved ways of working? Yeah, you know, even before COVID, distributed teams were using many of these cloud-based collaboration tools for team messaging, you know, file and and sharing work or managing workloads. Um, But during this pandemic, the need to leverage them has only increased. And, you know, a lot of these different cloud-based tools, they've allowed for 24 by 7 accessibility. 
and increased mobility for distributed team members across the globe. Um, and it has improved the way of getting work done by providing flexibility for people to work where they want and do their jobs from anywhere. The business results and productivity goals are being hit. And we're all, we are also seeing an increase in morale, employee morale, and a decrease in attrition by providing employees with a way to balance their work and personal life. Um, if I look another way that it's improved um, our way of work is by connecting people. You know, pre-COVID interactions may have only occurred with those that were at a specific location or in a specific place. And now with everyone across the globe, virtual organizations are able to bring you know, diverse people into conversations to interact with colleagues around the world. And that diversity of thought and experience will lead organizations to drive greater innovations and ideas into their teams and products. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree there. And I think the, the nice part about that is that it's a, it's a definite positive to come out of, you know, there's sorry, there's been a lot of um, focus on the negative as well, but it's, it's, it's always good to hear that companies and organizations are able to, to find some positive aspects and improve employee experience through this. And I think that's going to translate uh, in the long run to exactly what you're saying, more engaged employees and, just some better ways of working. So that's that's great to hear. Um, what are some things that organizations maybe have not considered uh, but should and as they've moved to manage remote work and, and digital workspaces? Yeah, you know, the pandemic, it has forced us all to adapt um, how we manage that remote work and how to remain, maintain you know, productivity in the virtual work environment. And I think the key um, is really building the trust and the right atmosphere for people to thrive. You know, I, I would say, you know, start with, you know, ensuring that you've got the right people on your teams that are suited for virtual teamwork, um, the right size teams for your projects, and that the work is divided up appropriately. You know, from there, I think organizations, um, you know, to be successful with a virtual team should really focus on kind of establishing guidelines and boundaries. You know, for example, um, what are standard working hours? I've seen some orgs establish like a core block of hours that everyone is online. But outside of that, the team can flex their schedule accordingly and allows for them, you know, to meet any other demands that they have. Um, also, you know, I think people, you know, organizations are really providing clarity on what collaboration tool is going to be used for what purpose. There are so many out there. If I look at our enterprise, I think we've got five different collaboration tools and really being clear for your team on what is going to be used for what, when, I think just helps provide better team um, engagement and working together. Um, yeah. You know, and I think another key area that teams, you know, really, you know, how do you build those relationships virtually? You know, I, I, some things I've seen that have worked well, um, you're allowing a few minutes kind of at the opening of a meeting just to share personal news or stories. Virtual happy hours, we've definitely seen an increase of those and they're great for that social connection and, you know, it just helps further build those relationships with each other. Yeah. Well, you kind of, you touched on this a little bit, but let's, we can go a little deeper here. Have, have we uncovered any new advantages as we've navigated these virtual environments? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the biggest advantages I've seen to fully kind of virtual and remote environments has been the positive impact on employee morale and employee experience. Um, employees have wanted, you know, more telecommuting options for a long time. 
and many employers were not ready to go all virtual. Now that we're here, we can see that as an advantage of this long-term effect on employee morale. And I think the organizations who um, have adapted well have demonstrated you know, the empathy and flexibility in a virtual environment while also kind of prioritizing their employees' mental health and creating psychological safety. And that, that doesn't mean that leaders are soft or not meeting their goals. You can be results-driven, at the same time, empathetic. You know, push your team to hit lofty goals while also creating a caring virtual culture. Yeah, yeah. Are there any new skills or maybe skills that are more important in a remote environment that organizations need to think about developing in their workforce? You know, as organizations transform and go digital, um, they will face skill challenges to keep up with the pace of change. Um, and now with remote, all, you know, everyone's remote, leaders really need to emphasize that the digital transformation process is an opportunity for employees to upgrade their expertise with these future facing skills in, in whatever technology stack they're using and provide the appropriate learning interventions um, within their flow of work so that their employees can learn and grow within their role today and where that role may be shifting to in the future. I think, you know, depending on the technology stack used, you know, there are a variety of different technical training and coaching and mentoring on those areas. Um, I think the bigger emphasis is really on building a resilient team. And, you know, this has always been important, but now in a virtual team environment, those power and soft skills and the ability for people to respond and recover to problems when they arise, because we know they will, <laughs> are even more yeah. critical. And, you know, reinforcement training and coaching for good communication skills and team collaboration play into that, as well as problem solving skills and, you know, teaching your teams the resiliency that it takes to recover from is issues and challenges while and when you're all virtual. So in order to either teach or, or continue to grow those skills, how do organizations need to adapt their training and, and their development in this more virtual workplace? Yeah, you know, at the onset of the pandemic, most organizations were immediately focused on just looking for virtual replacements for their previously kind of physical training offerings, or at least new ways of making them accessible with minimal physical contact. As time has gone on, you know, organizations are, are now really shifting and looking at this holistically from an overall workforce development perspective. And you see further changes being made for virtual workforce, ranging from recruiting and hiring to onboarding processes and, you know, and then skill development, you know, using different cloud and, and digital technologies. Now, even, you know, kind of looking at the timeline, even before COVID, there had been a shift to employees wanting more personal and personalized and more effective continuous learning opportunities. Um, you know, we knew, you know, businesses and CEOs and leaders, you know, they did see a lack of key skills as a threat to their business. And, you know, when you look at formal learning solutions, they can be very expensive and, you know, disconnected from the work. So, you know, looking at some of these adaptations, you know, one that brings together the flow of learning and the flow of work, um, you know, viewing learning as a continuous process and not a one-time event. And you know, many of the leading organizations are taking steps to deliver learning to their to their people and to their employees in a more personal way. 
um, learning more from each other and extending that ownership for learning beyond you know HR and L and D, and looking for ways to bring those solutions into the daily lives of their employees. And so along those lines, how do you? What are the metrics or measurements or you know how do you how do you recommend that an organization measures success? Because I mean, definitely you know you're all of these things you're mentioning are really definitely sound really important, but you know, where, where does an organization either get started in measurement or, you know, how, how do you, how do you work with organizations to, to help them understand what success could look like? Yeah, I think, you know, I would recommend, you know, really starting with, you know, doing some skill and and competency analysis, you know, where are your current teams? You know, whether that's looking at their technical skills or technical competencies or, you know, maybe it's some of the softer skills and, you know, assessing where, where do you need or what do you need for the future? And so, you know, then you've got kind of this, you know, gap there that you're looking to fill and which you can fill, you know, using a variety of different training and coaching modalities. Um, you know, metrics and measurements then could be on, you know, either mastery of those different skills and maybe you're tracking that by productivity metrics. Maybe that's tracked on, you know, different certifications that you expect your your team members to hold in those areas. I um, mean, I think it, it's it really depends on how fast you need to move, um, what those gaps are, and kind of what your typical kind of business results and productivity metrics are. But they all should be kind of be taken into account when you're kind of really putting a strategy in place there. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, so are there, are there companies or industries that you've seen that kind of stand out or excel using cloud related technologies to, to either pivot or improve ways of working? Yeah, I can't think of an industry that hasn't been impacted, but there, (laughs) there are definitely a couple that pop up as by the more of the drastic shifts to digital and cloud this year, um, with the pandemic. You know, the first one I would say is healthcare and the utilization of telehealth or telemedicine. Not necessarily a new trend, but the increased and urgent need for it during a global pandemic has really revolutionized patient care experiences and the standard of healthcare. Uh, virtual care is being leveraged more than ever and maybe a permanent fixture in, in the future of healthcare and delivery systems. Uh, because of social distancing and public health safety measures, you know, virtual healthcare is being introduced to consumers by way of necessity, and will I think will only continue to increase as more patients prefer to take advantage of those digital channels to connect with their healthcare providers from the comfort of their own home. You know, the one other area, if we have time for one more, that I think has really been forced to leverage cloud technologies uh, very quickly is education. Uh, you know, K through 12 and higher ed. Um, you know, the pandemic you know, has created major disruption in how they traditionally were delivering that classroom experience, um, you know, and it, leveraging a lot of those ed tech cloud-based technologies. It's been a big, large shift for educators, parents such as myself, students. Um, you know, obviously nothing is going to replace that live class instruction. But I do think these, you know, um, educational you know, technology and cloud-based tools you know, are allowing for classrooms to, you know, truly be engaged and interactive and, you know, have an impact, whether they're fully online or, or hybrid. Yeah, I mean, do you see, uh, regarding education, I mean, do you see, uh, I'm sure things will go back to some sense of normalcy, but I mean, do you see that 
um, they're going to continue to adopt some of these things. Like, in other words, do you see a positive there and that um, they've been able to, to almost be forced to innovate and, and, you know, is, is there a positive there in other words with, within, within education? I definitely think the students are being um, forced as well to use them. Um, yeah. and I, so I think that's a positive. Like I look at my own children and, and they never had used Google Classroom or Microsoft Teams before. And now they can get into a Zoom session. They know how to use these technologies. I mean, I think it's the same for educators as well. Like I do, I do think there will be a persistent piece of the using of technology in the classroom that will remain even after we get through the other side of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense to me. Well, there's a lot of work ahead for organizations and still a lot of unknowns as organizations start shifting to get employees back to a sense of normal as things ease back or, or soon ease back from the, the COVID-19 pandemic. In your opinion, uh, what workforce-related change is going to be a lasting legacy from this pandemic? Yeah, I agree. I, I think there will be many <laughs> lasting impacts, um, but specifically for employees in the workforce, I think that telecommuting will be the norm. You know, COVID really required companies to think and act differently as they move to remote, and it forced leaders to you know overcome the largest the largest obstacle there of remote work, which which has been trust, trust in their employees and. You know, I, before COVID, you know, that you, many managers simply, you know, there wasn't that trust there and to work remotely. And the pandemic really pushed organizations and the leaders within to manage different and learn to focus on the results. And, you know, you're finding employees are happier. And, you know, I think since that genie is out of the bottle now, I just don't see them going back in um, once we get to the other side of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Well, Leslie, uh, thanks so much for joining the show. Uh, for those listening, what's the best way uh, to keep up with what you and Tech Systems are doing in the learning solutions space? Sure. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Greg. This has been uh, amazing today. And you know, feel free to check us out on techsystems.com. We also are on LinkedIn and Twitter as well. Great. Well, again, I'd like to thank Leslie Deutsch from Tech Systems for joining the show. Learn more about Tech Systems and their perspective on data at www.techsystems.com slash version next now. I'm Greg Kilstrom. Thanks for listening to the Agile World. See you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile World podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom. You can learn more and get a copy of my latest book, The Center of Experience, from my website at theagile.world or on Amazon or other retailers. Until next week, stay agile.